all you positive heads out there. Thanks for tuning your beautiful brainwaves into another episode of the Positive Head Podcast, where we are firmly convinced that creating success and happiness is rooted in understanding the ultimate nature of reality and the fact that as human beings, we are all immensely powerful fractals of the one and only source consciousness, which creates and animates all things. Now, of course, understanding this powerful truth is one thing. Applying this incredibly empowering wisdom to everyday life, well, that's another. Which is exactly why we provide you with a fresh serving of soul food for thought five days a week to help constantly remind you of what matters most. You are it. And I'm your host, Brandon Beecham. I'm the reflection and extension of you who will be here each Wednesday interviewing a different consciousness changemaker. And on the other four weekdays, leading the way to ensure that your perspective is consistently expanded, your vibration is constantly elevated, and your heart is overflowing and full. Also, before we jump into today's episode, I'd like to take a moment to tell you about a few sponsors that not only help to make it possible to produce this show five days a week, but that I'm also genuinely passionate about promoting especially since they're helping to fund all the cool projects we have in the works, such as the Positive Head app, the docuseries that I'm intending to begin shooting within the next year, and whatever else we dream up over here at Positive Headquarters to help spread consciousness across the planet. Now, if you're short on time or just super excited for today's topic and want to dive right in and skip these ads, feel free to fast forward about four minutes to get right into today's show. That being said, I strongly encourage you to listen because the reason I'm passionate about my sponsors is because they've made a huge impact in my own life, which is why I've aligned with these organizations. And I firmly believe they can do the same for you too. The first longtime stellar supporter of this show that I want to mention is Gaia. If you're not familiar, Gaia is the go-to source for streaming consciousness content online with over 8,000 video titles. And you can sign up for your first month for only 99 cents at Gaia.com forward slash positive head. That's spelled G-A-I-A dot com forward slash positive head. The second sponsor I'm extremely passionate about promoting is Purium. It's no mystery that bringing your mind, body and spirit into balance is necessary if a person truly intends to manifest the greatest and grandest version of themselves. And as of recording this, it's been about mm, four months since I started taking the Purium Core 4 Superfood products every day. And I can honestly and sincerely say my mind, body, and spirit have never felt more in alignment. If you've been looking for a way to easily get superfoods into your system every day with a simple plan that can help you reestablish a healthier foundation and relationship with food, I cannot recommend for you to start with the Purium 40-Day Ultimate Nutrition Plan, which includes a 10-day metabolic reset and cleanse enough. I spent personally months researching Purium before I jumped in, and now myself and over 150 other positive heads have started with the 40-Day Ultimate Nutrition Plan, and many of us have continued taking the Core 4 products on an ongoing basis daily ever since. I personally intend to take them for the rest of my life because they played a huge role transforming my vibrational state. If you decide to do it, it'll cost you just over $7 a day for the first 40 days and only about $5 a day after. But if you do it the way that I recommend you to do it, the smartest and most beneficial way, it won't cost you anything. I recommend you to just look at where you can reallocate money you are already spending on food each day. Essentially, you're just going to swap out the unhealthiest stuff you're in the habit of purchasing in exchange for Purium Superfoods. And this way, it costs you nothing to participate in the transformation and cleanse. And it creates exponential benefit because now you've replaced something that lowers your vibration with something that is going to make you feel super high in the healthiest kind of way. Just take a few minutes, see where you can cut out five to seven dollars a day and commit to doing it. It's that simple. Also for support, we'll be doing a big group transformation with other positive heads and soul family once each month for support. So I recommend, you know, going right now, ordering your 40-day ultimate nutrition plan bundle so that you have it when the next group transformation starts. Procrastination is not your friend. 
Order it now. You can thank me later because I can assure you, you will not be sorry you've decided to send a message to the universe that you're ready to step up your vibrational game and reclaim your health sovereignty. Just head over to ishoppurium.com. That's spelled I-S-H-O-P-P-U-R-I-U-M.com. Be sure to use the code POSITIVEHEAD, all one word, for either $50 off or a 25% discount, whichever is greater. And also, if you want to learn more details about the Purium products, why I'm so passionate about promoting them beforehand, you can go check out several videos I shot discussing these things in greater detail. You can also hear my interview with the very inspiring founder, David Sandoval, much, much more over at positivehead.com forward slash transformation. All right, all you positive heads, welcome, welcome. Here we grow again. And I have a little help with today's growth. Going to wrangle in <laughs> the wonderful, wonderful Richard Rudd. Um, not live and direct like in episode 722 uh, where I had the chance, uh, the great pleasure of powwowing with him. Um, but I definitely think if you didn't hear that after hearing today's episode, you'll want to go back. Check it out. Richard Rudd truly is an incredible, incredible being um, that's just, yeah, you can just feel when what I'm going to do today is share. I've shared a few uh, clips before where he talks uh, some with music. This one uh, is a little bit longer. It's about 40 minutes or so, so it's going to be a little bit longer. So I won't talk very long today. I'm going to jump in quickly. But, um, yeah, it's um, it seemed very appropriate. I was I was checking it out, and it, it seemed to be what wanted to come up um, synchronistically. Uh, it uh, As soon as I just was checking it out, randomly came across it and was just checking it out. And it's all about evanescence and disappearing the uh, eternal autumn of the inner light, as he calls it. Um, and he referenced right at the top, September, October, November. Of course, this is November, autumn. And the disappearing, the evanescence that takes place during this time. And, of course, that instantly caught my ear and then went on to talk about avatars. And my son has been telling me how he started watching Avatar, The Last Airbender, and how it's, like, so incredible. And he never really liked cartoons, but he's been watching this and, you know, just absolutely one of the best things he's ever seen. And so that's, you know, been talked about in the last, well, last night. I'm recording in the morning today. Uh, he was telling me all about that and how he's been feeling this connection to some divine mother force. And that's really what this whole thing is about. Uh, November, uh, Avatar is mentioned. Uh, Avadut, uh, I believe I'm pronouncing it correctly, also uh, is discussed. And, uh, you know, just this, this divine mother energy in the form that took the form as a woman na- named uh, Ananda Maima. And he talks all about her story and how we can all, uh, she's within, within us all, right? It's all these different um, characters are, are extensions of the one and including you, including her. And so this is, you know, Richard Rudd explaining, ta- telling the story uh, of Ananda Maima in a way that, of course, only he can with his incredible love and compassion and powerful, powerful energy that comes through his voice. Um, you know, all about letting, letting um, or realizing rather that all desires are really a single desire. And that's really powerful to just realize that. Can you guess what it is? I bet you can. (laughs) And if not, you're going to hear it now. And this once again is uh, Richard Rudd. This is, um, you can find more of his audio and, you know, on genekeys.com, you can hear episode 722 where I powwowed, as I mentioned, and the Gene Keys themselves are incredible. Like this downloaded, you know, divine, um, you know, 
platform, this way, divination method, I guess you could say to some some degree, sort of like a modern astrology uh, to understand uh, what's hidden in your genes, the potential ready to be unlocked in your genes. And this came through uh, Richard and, and then he put it into a book form and it just goes very deep and powerful and profound. So much more of this audio you can get on his site. And um, otherwise, it's about 40 minutes and I'm going to let you all enjoy the bliss that he brings and tapping into this story, this today, you know, as you're listening to this, I just strongly encourage to feel the spirit of Ananda, Ananda Maima, feel the spirit. Her spirit is the spirit of grace, um, and you know I definitely can can feel her as I'm here now. It's just like that energy that he so eloquently explains and taps into. It's so fascinating when you realize it's all real it's all alive and you can tap into all these saints and sages and you know from the from the past and from the future they all exist now and as we turn our gaze towards them we invoke their energy and it's definitely an energy that you'll want to invoke here so all desires are really a single desire let's learn more about that let's learn more about evanescence and uh Hope you enjoy. Take a listen. Welcome back to the ecstatics. Part three of this monthly journey into the world and realm of ecstasy. Welcome to another inner pathway, another tributary of the great river, another branch of the tree of life. Welcome back to the wonder of our inner world, the transparency of our deepest intimacy. Isn't that a wonderful word? Intimacy. Into me see. That's what we do. We see into each other. I'm inviting you in to see into me. Into the one heart. Into the core of being. Today we're going to be looking at a truly awesome being, Ananda Maima. And the title I've given to this ecstatic is The Ecstasy of Evanescence. September, October, November, autumn. This is a time of evanescence, a time of vanishing. The new winds are here, sweeping down from the north and the east. I like to think of the place where the winds spring from. Perhaps some quiet clearing deep in the Ural Mountains of northern Russia. They begin there as a gentle eddy, the softest zephyr, slowly spiralling through the oceans of pine trees, tumbling and whirling down the icy rivers, tickling the mouths of the leaping salmon, furrowing the hairs on the backs of the black bears, picking up the smells, the vibrations, brushing against the feet of the children, softening the frown of a dying man and then sweeping down into the great cities Vladivostok, Murmansk and then rising up on the terrific power of the northern reaches of the great seas and coursing across the great wilds of Scandinavia until they reach my island Great Britain, England Have a think about where the winds come from and where you live now, and how far they've travelled, and perhaps where they began. And as I stood recently on an ancient hilltop, my home area of Dartmoor, an ancient, ancient tract of land, with my three-year-old boy Ambrose standing next to me, we opened our arms to receive these amazing, wonderful new winds 
full and fresh against our faces. It was a boy and his father rising together in ecstasy. Ah, the winds of change, eh? The winds of change. September is always October, November, September, October, November, autumn. It's always a time of endings. Autumn comes and when it comes it cleanses. It's a time for goodbyes. You have to say goodbye to the summer. You have to say goodbye to all the fruits of the summer. All its hopes, all its promises, all its wonders. That's what evanescence is. It's the disappearing. It's the saying goodbye. The ending, the vanishing. The farewell. The sadness. The beauty. The letting go. I'm drawn to think of all the many pathways through the ecstatic realms. With Mother Julian, who we started with, we travelled through the ecstasy of the Mother, of nature, of Christ, the passion of Christ. We've journeyed with Rilke last time, and through the intensely beautiful ache of his language that stretches out into the void to capture those fleeting gulps of ecstasy that he takes to soothe our parched mouths. And today, tonight, we surrender into the evanescence of ecstasy, right into the heart of the transmission of ecstasy. Because you and I cannot exist together in ecstasy. One of us has to go. There's no room for any doubt or any fear in this realm. So let's leave that at the door. Let's take off our shoes. Let's feel the bare earth coursing beneath our feet. Your life, whatever shape it's currently taking, whatever winds are curling around you, wherever the fates have brought you, whatever the stage you find yourself in, within the unfolding drama of your life and your destiny. Here, now, you can step out of the drama, off the stage, and into the real, into the eternal, into the magical place within your being, your body, that place of infinite softness and ease, that place of memory, that place of wonder and silence and light. So I'd like you to allow your life and your troubles to evanesce softly, to vanish. Let them drift out of focus, like a film screen becoming hazier and hazier. Your friends, the faces of those you know and love, the faces of those that trouble you, those unknown but recognizable faces that you pass each day, you can let them fall away gently, just for this one hour, this single precious hour. No one and nothing is here but light, but peace. There are no faces in here. Just the dawn, just the dawn of time, just the smile, the smile of creation. So we're looking at this amazing sacred being, a woman of unsurpassable beauty and splendor of great simplicity and mystery she was known as Sri Ananda Mai Ma she's been called many things an Indian saint an avatar an embodiment of the divine mother an enlightened one but you know none of these names can touch her none of them not what she really is. And that's why I've chosen her. Now, she is the ultimate expression of ecstasy possible in the human body. 
I hope that you begin to just imbibe a little bit of her presence, that evanescent ecstasy, the ecstasy that makes you disappear, because that is the zenith of ecstasy. That is the culmination of ecstasy. You have to give yourself up to it. You have to risk everything. You have to die. So I'm going to approach this monologue differently, in a new way. Because you can't approach a being like this in a straight line. You just can't. Not through her biography. Not through her story. No matter how interesting it may be to you. I leave that up to you if you're interested. You know, it's all there on the web nowadays. You can find out anything you want about anyone. So all you need to really know about her is that she was born in India at the end of the 19th century. She lived almost a century until ooh, 1900 and something or other. Check it out. I'm not bothered. The rest, well, we can only move around her in a circular kind of meditative dance. In a, in a blazing contemplation of light and truth and wonder. So please, just let it all go now. No need for your curiosity here. No need for your mind. No need for your understanding. No need for your knowledge. Wherever you look at Anandamayama, through whoever's eyes, wherever I've come across quotes or stories or anything about her, it's like... It's like no one has found it possible to be anything other than awed. And that's an extraordinary thing. And I, I heartily invite you to to find a photograph of her and look at it. Uh, particularly the one, there's a famous one of when she was young and she's kind of gazing out up and you can see the ecstatic energy in her eyes. You can see the evanescence. You can see that she's vanished. So today we're going to move directly into the heart of her of she who lives with and in the divine. Ecstasy is all about the divine feminine. Names she has none. Faces a million, million, million. Words, they've long gone. It's just a memory somewhere inside you. Some part of you deeply buried. A woman, Ananda Maima. She pretended a name. She might just as soon use your own name. Doesn't make any difference to her. The name, the face, the life, the biography, the story. She can't even pretend to be a she. She lives though deep within the heart of your blood where she never dies she never sleeps she never dreams she simply waits and she's waiting there now inside you she's waiting for you she's waiting for your time to come she's waiting for you to recognize the essential she's waiting for you to let go of the drama and meet her here, within. She is light, divine light, silver light, gold light, pure light, the light of silence, the light of overwhelming ecstasy. How will you contain her? How can you encompass such a being? You can't. You can't. What will become of you? What will become of you when finally you let her explode inside your heart? What will your life appear like? Have a think about that now. Open up your imagination. Take some moments. Allow her to reshape your life. 
just a few minutes, let her use your imagination. Imagine what would change in your life to look out through eyes like hers. Because she is you without fear. She is you living at your absolute zenith. Claiming all powers, devoid of all desires, rich beyond measure. Imagine that to be you. She's appeared in many guises, both man, woman, child, animal, plant, you name it. Over a century ago, she came as Ananda Mahima, a small Indian girl born in a poor Bengali town, an unknown life another of millions of children born every year out on the gentle green and blue planet we live on. Was she different from anywhere else? No. She's the same as you and I. She's here now inside us, waiting, always waiting. Nothing special. No one special. And yet, yes, she was different. At the age of three, she heard the chants of the holy monks outside her house and immediately she fell headlong into ecstasy. <laughs> that ecstasy was never to leave her for the rest of her life. I mean, imagine that. How can this be? How is it that we fall asleep and that we forget? How is it that some remember so candidly, so quickly like that? Hmm. I've considered this. I've gone very deeply into this woman. For her, for Ananda Mai Ma, it was to be her last visit to this beautiful planet. One final incarnation. One final exquisite, heart-aching sigh before she disappeared forever into that which she loved above all else. All that sadhana, spiritual practice, all that devotion, all those chants, all those millions of incarnations trying to slough off the crude, sticky, clinging atoms of the coarse frequencies of the form. All the prayers from all her lives of all the years, months, days and every last second of devotion has brought this about. All that pressure she has had to go on building, dreaming the light in, coaxing it into the subtle bodies, and the sacrifices, the sacrifices she has made along the way, her friends, her parents, her desires, her personal dreams, her collective dreams for harmony, for humanity, all of it thrown into the one single aching, overarching desire. Her longing to merge with the one. We pilgrims of the ecstatic plains, we should take heart from the life of this one woman. We really should take heart. For when one of us reaches this great 
ineffable goal and passes into the center of the great weave, the amazing, awesome, unending place of truth. The door opens wider for all of us inside us. She's there calling us now to come in. Come in, she ushers. Come in with her little Indian hands. Come in. All your desires, all your work, all your opinions, all are shadows of the one desire at your core to return to that light, the pure light of the endless love that lies in your heart. Never stop, she says. Never stop. Never tire or slacken the inner pressure of your longing. One day, she says, one day you will reach a life like I, in which all the work has been done before you arrive. Just one single tiny match, and you'll catch fire and burn forever. And perhaps that day is coming sooner than you think. Here in these changing times, when so much focus is on the world, the environment, politics, money, no money, relationships, family, work, these are times in which your inner light can burn all the brighter, times of intense change. The greater the pressure in your life, the more fortunate you are. Think about that. If you realize that, every trial you face is there for this one single purpose, to show you that only one option lies open to you. Only one. To remember love. However you choose to remember it, and however far you wander, into the veils that obscure your love. That is the purpose of existence, to receive my love, to receive her love, my soft-hearted guidance within you. There's a man, some call him Hamsa Yogi, Others know him as Yogiraj Gurunat Siddhanat, a great Himalayan adept. He's still alive. He's in the lineage of the great Siddha Yogis, the royal path of the Himalayan masters. He speaks of his first meeting with Ananda Mahima. She was the bliss-permeated mother. I had the good fortune to meet her on many occasions and had many sweet memories in the aura of this divine being. One rainy afternoon I left home in haste. I was homesick and I wanted to be absorbed in her presence. On reaching her ashram in Pune, I found the door to her room closed. I did not want to disturb her, but stood in the rain my eyes transfixed on the door as if I would stare it open. It did open, but only after I had practiced rain yoga for twenty minutes or so, a mild tapper to wash away some negative karma before meeting with the divine, I thought to myself. She smiled and called me indoors, saying I was a stubborn child. And so I was. Before I sat, I proceeded to touch her feet, which she normally does not permit. But as I touched her feet, I was shocked to find my hands go through her bones and flesh to touch the floor. My body was electrified at that. I remembered that an avatar is an illusion of light in the illusion of the world. It can, at will, to increase a person's faith, make one experience his or her body of light. No flesh, no shadow, no karma. How can nobody have any karma? An avataric being is karmaless. 
When it does work in Maya, it leaves no samskaras. It's like writing on water. When the unliberated student does his daily chores or work, he creates karma. It's like writing on the sand. Uplifted and wonderstruck by this experience, I settled in a trance-like state and saw her radiance flooding the whole ashram and the whole countryside. As my body elongated, my consciousness left it to expand and merge in her wondrous aura. I was blessed. And when I opened my eyes, the surroundings were still radiant with her presence. An hour later, she said, You are your own guru. Go and spread the word of the Lord in far lands. And after that, she went into Samadhi again. A wonderful account. Imagine the aura of such a being. She is a part of a great divine stream. The third aspect of the great trinity, the mother, Durga, Lakshmi, Kali, Saraswati, she who rides the swan of grace. She's the pure symbol of the fifth body in this journey through the layers of the Corpus Christi, the sacred rainbow body. The fifth body, if you recall, the buddhic body. It's the place where ecstasy replaces emotion. Emotion exists entirely in the second body, the astral body. And only when the skies of the astral body are clear does the sun of ecstasy shine in its full radiance. Here's a little image for you. The earth is the physical body. Its rivers, streams, energies are the etheric body that runs through the earth, the physical body. The astral body are the cloud realms, the clouds. The mental body is the sky, the blue sky. The causal body is the stratosphere, where the sky meets space, the earth's atmosphere, the ring pass knot that leads to space. The causal body is that bridge. And beyond the causal body, beyond the earth's atmosphere, lies the solar system. And that's the buddhic body, the sun, the aura of the sun. As far as the sun shines into space, that is the buddhic body. As you can see, it's huge, it's vast, it's beyond our comprehension. That is the body of ecstasy. In the uh, tradition of the initiations, the nine initiations, this is um, information contained in the gene keys, and it's contained in the 22nd gene key, and where the nine initiations are listed. And one day I will teach these in much more depth. Um, the second initiation and the fifth initiation and the eighth initiation are octaves of each other and that happens throughout the nine the one, the four, the seven the two, the five, the eight the three, the six, the nine they're echoes of each other and the top three initiations are initiations beyond humanity in other words the enlightenment what we call enlightenment that occurs at the sixth initiation and beyond that is a great mystery because those three initiations the seventh, the eighth and the ninth these all have names the seventh is the ordination the eighth is the sanctification and the ninth is the glorification particularly the eighth is that Anandamayima belongs to the tradition of the eighth initiation because she what she is is she is an avadhut 
that is a tradition through the uh, yogic systems. Is the, the, there's a tradition called the avatar. And the avatar begins at the seventh initiation. In other words, an avatar is when divinity incarnates into form. As opposed to humanity rising up and attaining divinity. That's the sixth initiation. So she was a woman who attained the sixth initiation. And it's a rare occurrence, but it has occurred before, that the secret to this is the causal body. I'm, (laughs) I'm explaining this in the middle of our meditation. And I hope that it continues our meditation in a contemplative way because this is important to understand the causal body remember the stratosphere that is the aspect of our nature that continues to incarnate and when you leave this plane at the sixth initiation the causal body dissolves it is said that you cannot return to the earth plane You have exited samsara and you have entered another higher evolution. Some beings, however, can hold back their causal body so that they can return in a following incarnation. And this is the case with Ananda Maima. These beings are called Avadhut. The Avadhut. They are the bridge to the avatar. Out of this came the tradition of the Bodhisattva, the one who holds back their enlightenment until everyone on the planet is enlightened. And Nandamaima arrived on this planet in this incarnation completely ready. So something, she held back something. That being held something in the causal body so that she could return and bring that radiance. And it began for her at the age of three. And for most of us, our greatest work now is to be found on this astral plane. Every emotional reaction we have to any stimulus either brings more clouds into our inner sky or it clears those clouds. The deeper we open our hearts, the better the weather becomes. I want you to understand that your astral body is absolutely real. It is a living, vibratory field around your body. It governs your inner rhythms, your daily moods. Above all, it governs your desires. And because it's the closest in vibration to the physical body, your emotions impact your physical body in a very, very, very profound way. And there's this relationship, obviously, between the mental plane, which is the next layer, and the emotional plane, the mind and the feelings. And and the mind is further away from the body, the physical body, than the feelings. So the feelings are so important. They're so important because they directly affect our health and the health of the physical body and the way we feel. Every feeling, every desire. Ananda Maima reminds us of the greatest of all the emotional truths. And it's that all desires are really a single desire in varying levels of disguise. In other words, whatever you're trying to bring into your life, whatever it is you're wanting to get rid of, whatever it is you yearn for, it's all just the light that you're really wanting. And the light is hidden inside your DNA. If you need more money, it's the light you need. If you're feeling unhappy, or restless, or sad, it's because you're missing the light. If you want someone to change, 
or you're feeling resentment or irritation towards someone, it's because you've forgotten the light inside. If you really want that piece of cake in the window, it's really the light. If you want that new car or that piece of technology, guys, it's the light. Ladies, a new pair of shoes, a new outfit, a new haircut. It's the light. Sex. If you want sex, it's the light. If you want, if you want, if you want, it's always, always the light that you want. <sighs> I've had an immense fun with this woman. She's actually been with me since the very beginning of the ecstatics. I've carried her. She's been underneath all of them. I mean, we're still just at the beginning of this journey. But I feel like I've begun with her. And that Mother Julian and Rilke, there's other two I've done, and all the others that I will do, are contained within her. And as I've moved in my own being into deeper empathy with with Ananda Maima. This is the central clear message she's imparted to me. It's about desire. All desire is for the light. And a daily immersion in this truth will change you. It's changing me. It resets the core focus of your life because no matter what happens on the surface, beneath, the light is all that matters, and the light's inside you. Nothing on the surface matters. Matter is nothingness. True ecstasy is evanescence. Evanescence is when the boundaries dissolve. It's when things go out of focus. It's when you let the boundaries of your outer world soften. You let that eternal autumn of the inner light bring dissolution to your being let it dissolve you as you allow yourself gradually to disappear into this light into this love and then all that remains is the light pure, true simple silent just like Ma's eyes The Avadhut. What it means is one who is set apart for special purpose. <laughs> uh, each one of you who's listening to this, you are somewhere along this evolutionary path of initiations. You may be at the first, you may be at the second, third, fourth, fifth, sixth, seventh, who knows? Only you know. And it's great to realize that you're exactly where you're meant to be. And that that light inside you, inside your very DNA, that is all that matters. Right now, that's all that matters. If you make that your focus the focus of everything, if you begin to realize that everything is just about that, then you become aligned with these extremely high initiations. And that this being that's beyond our understanding, that's not a single being, that begins to pull us towards itself. They say that the third is the charm. Ah, bless them. Well, this third transmission, it's really opened up a doorway inside me. You know, I, I hope it has for you. I hope it has. And under my ma, I, I, I'm out of words, really. You know, I, 
I don't have any more words to say around her. She's that spirit of grace that works inside you, even when you don't know it. Especially when you don't know it. Especially when you're really in a tough spot. That's when she's there. And this is the thing about grace. I've said it with Mother Julian. All you have to do is ask. Inwardly, ask for her grace. Once, twice, as many times as you need to. Deep within your heart, she always hears you. Because she is you. She's so delighted to hear from you. She'll arrange everything for you. You just have to allow yourself to evanesce. You have to be soft to be an ecstatic. You have to be intensely soft. You have to be so soft that you penetrate everything. Everything. You have to vanish into that infinite softness, into the voluptuous syrup of her love. And then all will be well. And all will be well with your life. I have no more words for you today, but I wish you my deepest love. And I'll see you next time. Ciao, Bella. Don't you just feel so blissed out? What a powerful transmission. Take heart, pilgrims of the ecstatic plains. The journey continues. I look forward to seeing you at the next fork in the road. Also, if you're craving more consciousness-elevating content, be sure to check out Gaia, which is my personal go-to source for streaming consciousness content on the web, where you can stream an incredible 7,000-plus exclusive videos covering 5,000 years of wisdom. As you all hear me constantly say, it's a daily conscious effort to maintain an elevated vibration, and if you're looking to journey deep down the rabbit hole to do so, then Gaia is the best place I know of to do it, period. And you can sign up for your first month for only 99 cents at Gaia.com forward slash positive head. That's spelled G-A-I-A dot com forward slash positive head. Check it out.